Good morning, Tyndale. It's so good to be back home, far away from Timbuktu to Toronto, eh? <laughs> Thank you, George. Thank you, Corinna. Thank you, my Old Testament professor here, Rebecca. I'm still reading your book. And uh, brothers and sisters, I'm here today to share my testimony of how I experimented church, the local church in Africa and here in Canada and wherever the Lord had taken me to. Uh, we are here today to talk about the celebration of the church locally and globally. Uh, in Africa, we don't celebrate anything with a drum. <laughs> and that's why, although George has given me, uh, uh, I don't know, 18 minutes, I decided to bring my Jimmy for two minutes, uh, sing a little bit uh, of Bamara. Bamara is our trade national language in Mali. And uh, when missionary went to Mali, they picked up that language and translated the Bible into that language. And it became the worship language of my heart. And uh, the song that I'm going to sing right now is about the good work that the church is called to do. You and I are saved because of the work of Jesus Christ. We are saved because of a person and the work of Jesus Christ. We are not saved by our own work. But guess what? We are all saved. To do good work. Therefore, we're here to celebrate the good work of those who have come before us. We're here to celebrate the good work of those who are called right now. Anywhere in the world. And we are celebrating by faith for those who will be coming after us. When we are called back home. calendar instead of a clock here today. <laughs> in our churches, you will see in the picture which church where I was, I met with Laura. We don't, we don't have a clock. We have a calendar. Uh, but I'm in Canada. I had to stop to the clock. 
The church, God's light, is God's salt and light to the world. It's hard to believe that this is true. How many of you here have been hurt by the church? Throw your hand. Hurt. How many people you know who have walked away from the church because these are a bunch of hypocrite people? A lot. Yet, our Lord Jesus Christ insists. He is not saying the church will be the salt. He doesn't say the church will be the light one day, but the church is. You are. Here in this passage, Jesus is talking to his disciple. And now, um, the New Anger Bible Dictionary defines the church as uh, we see on the screen there. It may be used, the church, the definition of the church for church, it may be used to signify the entire body of those who are saved by, by the relation to Christ. And that's the definition I really want to focus on today. Those who have been saved before us in our time and in the coming years, people who have been saved to have a relationship with Jesus Christ because of his work and his person. Yes, there's another definition to a particular Christian denomination, the aggregate of the ecclesiastical communion professing faith in Christ, a single organized Christian group, and five, the church can be defined as a building designated for Christian worship. But today, as I said, our focus will be on the people. The church is not just a building. The church is people saved by Christ's blood. And brothers and sisters, is in my country of Mali, the next slide will show us that I came to know the Lord. That's Mali. The next slide will show you that uh, Timbuktu. If you don't know where Mali is located, Timbuktu is the real place. It's in Mali. It's in the purple color right there. And uh, brother, in the next slide you will see uh, this is the typical person uh, tribe living in Timbuktu area. Mali is a huge country, not as big as Canada. But believe me, it's one of the biggest countries in Africa. 65% of Mali is covered by this Sahara Desert sand like this. And, uh, you know, in the next slide you will see, amazingly, it was missionaries from North America, Canada, and the U.S. Coming from many different local churches, because the Lord touched their heart through the preaching of their pastors, through the teaching of their Sunday school, and their heart were touched by the word of God and say, you know what? The goodness of Jesus Christ is not for me, just for me to enjoy. It had to be shared, including people with people, including people who live in a country of Timbuktu. Believe it or not, these are some of the first group of missionaries who went to Mali. In a country where you have 40 degrees Celsius sometime, daytime, it can get so hot that snake will start to come out. Guess what? These are not nice snakes that you meet here in Ontario. <laughs> These are real poisonous snakes. 
And these missionaries, a lot of them, a few of them, were buried in Mali. Because they love Christ. And but you know what? They couldn't do it on their own. Local churches here in Canada, in the U.S., had to be on their knees and pray for them. We are not sure we see our son. We are not sure we see our daughter. We are not sure that we see our dear brother in Christ. He's so far away in Timbuktu. But we believe that even if he died there because of a hope in Christ, one day we'll meet him in heaven. And some of them, they didn't have much money. Yet they will write check to support these people. And these people find themselves in a country of 95% Muslim. Wow. Their heart will preach and preach and preach crazy. Nobody will come to know the Lord. And they thought they were just there doing nothing. But you know what? God's word will never come back to him without producing its effect for which it was sent. Isaiah 55. 10 to 11. And as they continue to persevere, yes, in my next life, my birth village, some, some of those missionaries went to my birth village. This is the village where I was born in Mali. I always love pictures like this to remind myself of God's grace and mercy in my life. And believe it or not, since 2006, at least once a year, I manage, I do my best to get in this village once a year, since 2006, sometimes twice. And in March, by God's grace, I'll be back there, because it all started there. When God came to us in the shape of missionaries with his living world, with his salt and with his light. And you know, the next slide will show you, that's what our church look, used to look like. When I was growing up, we didn't have a church building. Our church used to be a tree. And my father was a pastor. My father is a tall, big man like George. <laughs> and many, many times, when it rained, and before the congregation come, my father in his might will go and shake the tree before the congregation come. You know what? I'm so thankful to the Lord that that, pic that picture captured the meaning of the church is not about a wall. It's about the people. No matter where you meet, God is present. And you can see, this is the village where I was born. I took this picture just in December. To December, just less than two months ago, I was there again. And to remember that these are the people who helped me in, my, in their hand when I was a baby. These are the people when I gave my life to Jesus at the age of seven and got beaten by a viper, a snake. These are the ones who came around me and prayed and God answered their prayer and I got healed from the viper without any medicine. Just to tell you that God can take missionaries here from North America globally and make Christ a light, a salt for us in a small village like this. And brothers, yes, the next slide will show a few years later they do have a church building now. It's a mud wall church building. And uh, the next slide will show us that Christ Church is still under construction. It's still under construction. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you that you are pure and on this rock. 
I will build my church and the gate of Hades uh, will not overcome it. The reason why I'm putting this verse here is this. A lot of people are being hurt by the church. I was 19 years old in the capital city of Mali in 19- <laughs> when I nearly walked away from the church. I was going to university college for the first time. In Mali, your family is supposed to go with you in the capital city to find someone like Joe who can look after you, to give you shelter, to give you food. For whatever reason, my parents, my extended family failed to do that. And here I was in the biggest city in the, in the country at 19 years old by myself. Two people names were given to me that this guy has said that he would look after you. If it doesn't work, then the second guy is also ready to take care of you. Guess what? I got in the capital city. I went to the first guy. I'm, I'm new home. You're supposed to look after me. He said, no, 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 no. I never hear about you. Now one left. I went to the second guy, the same thing. All of a sudden, I realized I'm a man in the street. Long story short, I tried with all the pastors I know in local churches. I tried with all the Christians I knew in my small <laughs> short list. Nobody took me. Do you know what? Finally, it was two Muslim family who look after me I never met in my life. How can you be in a Muslim family eating Muslim food and on Sunday and say, well, I'm going to church? This was the moment I was deeply hurt by the church. But you know what rescued me? It's what Jesus Christ himself said, Nuhum, look at my hand. They nail the church. Look at my side. Don't give up on me because you think a few people in the church has abandoned you. I have not abandoned you. The fact is I have even raised a Muslim family to look after you. Tell them that you are a follower of Christ. And I told them. And every Sunday morning, I'll go to church with all honesty, angry. But God, you told me to go, but I'm going. But I'm not happy. And you know what? In that anger, a man came out of the church one day. Say, what are you doing here? I told his, my life story to him. He said, I'll look after you. A Christian man in the same church. And plan, and he looked after me for 10 years. Brothers and sisters, and that's why the following picture I'm going to show you. Anything under construction is ugly. It was in Amsterdam, in Holland, that I learned this story, uh, this fact about the church from one evangelist. That we complain about the church, that we're hurt. Understand, Jesus said, I'm building my church. Anything under construction is ugly. You ask these people, they're on a construction site. It's ugly, it's messy there. Believe it or not, in one way or another, our church under construction, whether it's locally or globally, look like things like this. Next slide. But you know what? They keep on persevering. Because somehow the owner of this building who has hired them has given them the big picture. When it's finished, ha, it will be beautiful. The next slide. They keep on working on it. The next slide. Yeah, building even in Africa. Ugly. Next slide. Yes, in spite of the ugliness of the process, guess what? 
Jesus said, the church is the salt of the world. You know, who has ever enjoyed chicken with salt here? I love chicken in Africa. We just love chicken. But chicken with salt, you just can't eat it. Salt makes things tasty. The non-believer around you, do they, do, do they taste your, your goodness, your saltness around them, in your workplace, in your family? Believe it or not, this is what Jesus Christ is expecting from you and from me. How so? When we obey the gospel. When we practice the gospel. Nobody practicing obeying the gospel cannot be sitting there and say, well, you know what? I don't have a tasty life. It's not a perfect life. It's not. But you know what? You will be sound in the hand of the Lord, in the life of people that God has put around you. Yes, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by man. And he went on in the next life. The church is the light of the world. Who in this building has ever driven thousands of kilometers without light on their car in nighttime? You need light. When I was bitten by my snake, it was in the darkness. We don't have electricity. When you saw the picture, there's no electricity there. I was taking care of chicken in the darkness. And I could feel something scrubbing me on my stove. But because it was a darkness, I couldn't see what it was. And when I started screaming, I said, something has beaten me. My father rushed to his torchlight. And guess what? When he put on the light, the viper was there. And the light helped us to identify what was wrong. I can tell you without the light, who are they? Okay, you know, the thing happened. Just go ahead. Guess what? I will be dead today. Without the light of the preaching of the gospel in the hand of the church, a lot of people locally, globally are going to hell without Jesus Christ. Do not hide the light of the gospel, brothers and sisters in Christ. You preach and practice the gospel. The gospel opens people's eyes to see their sin. Only the gospel defines sin. In my own mind, I can't know what is sin. Sin has to be revealed when the gospel is preached. And that's why the church, being the only one who has been entrusted with the gospel. Folks, brothers and sisters, let us preach and teach the gospel. You and I are not perfect, but the gospel being given to us will do the work. And that's why when the gospel is preached, the Holy Spirit convinced people, whoa, I never knew that I was lost. But now Christ has revealed my sin. I'm lost and I need him for salvation. And brother, for the few minutes that I have, I just want to go through a few pictures. I told you I never walk away from the church. And I'm thankful to the Lord that he maintained me there in his house. And you know what? As he maintained me there in the house, a lot of things happened. One of those was this. I was a missionary in Senegal. And then I was praying to come to Tyndale. I didn't have money. Four days before 
I met this gentleman with Joshua, our son. Four days before, I got fired by another church association. Hurt by the church four days before. And I was struggling. Should I go to church on Sunday or not? I've been hurt again. Guess what? I took my Bible on a Sunday morning, struggling with God. I went in one of the Psalms, really crying like David. While I'm crying like that, my pastor of the local church called me. Nuhum, can you help me? I said, Pastor, I'll be there. Long story short, that's where I met this gentleman from the U.S. And he heard about my project to come to Tyndale. He said, I'll pay for you to come to Tyndale. It was for the church. If I had walked away from the church, I said, Pastor, I'm not going to church. Guess what? I will be the, the loser. And you know what? The next slide. He went beyond my study at Tyndale. One day he said, Nuhum, what your father is doing? I said, my father is a pastor. He bought a house for my, my parents while I was here in Canada. Beyond Tyndale, I have ever imagined that one person will buy a house for my parents. The next slide. He went on to buy a pickup truck for my father to preach the gospel around Mali. But I met him in a church. The second slide. In 2008, I was called to be a preacher in Alberta, in Alberta, Edmonton. I met this couple. They gave me 12 soccer balls to bring to Mali. That's how we started soccer ministry in Mali. The next slide. And I brought them to Mali. We pray over them. The next slide. And we, I took the soccer ball to meet local churches, five of them, and say, you start soccer ministry in your local area. And we did. The next slide, a year later, I went back to, a, to one of the churches, and the pastor sitting on my left with a ball, and told me, Nuhum, this man just accepted the Lord a few months ago through the soccer ministry. I was blown away. The next slide, you know what? 2010, we decided myself to be a street evangelist. <laughs> Take the gospel, then preach it. Try it. And by that time, I have some singers who came, and they sing, and I preach. The next slide will show that. It's all the open-air preaching in Mali. Next slide. And that's where your preacher there. And the next slide. It was another dentist I met in another church in Alberta again. Guess what? In a church. After that, he went with me in Mali to start doing dental work for the poor for free. Next slide. Yeah, next slide. And then another man I met in another church in Ontario. He invited me to be the guest speaker for the men's breakfast. Guess what? Little did I know we end up in Mali starting printing business so that we can employ young Christians who have no job. I met him in a church. The next slide. Next slide, please. And I met another businessman in another local church here in, in Toronto. He has his gold business in Mali. In December, he paid my ticket. Go to home, help me distribute wheelchair to disabled people. On each chair, he put solid day of gloria. To God alone be the glory. We met in a church. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide, please. And then in March, in a few weeks, I'm going back again with the same dentist from Edmonton to give free dental care to this village. The next slide, please. We are praying to start a Christian school in September in the capital city. The next slide. Brothers and sisters, we still have a lot of work to come.
The world is still waiting for Christ's salt and light for many people. Life is hard for a lot of people. The next slide. Yes, the same thing. And to end now, the last slide, please. Complete well your task in his church. When the building is complete one day, the celebration we have today will be much bigger, much deeper, much meaningful. Because that's where those have gone before us. Those who are currently busy that you don't see their face. They will be coming after you because you have laid out the groundwork for them to come after you. We'll all be there at the foot of the Lord. Say, Lord, I went through a lot. And we'll say, thank you so much for loving me. Because he loves you first. May God use you in the local place he has placed you today and tomorrow. And endure the hurt for his sake. And he said your work is not shakable at all. He is based on his rock. The rock of Jesus Christ. You can bet on it. It is the living God. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your gift of church to us. Thank you for trusting us with your treasure to call us to take part in this work for your glory. We are fallible people, imperfect people. We dwell in your world, depend on your Holy Spirit, and depend on your guidance to do your work. Bless my brother and sister here in this place, now and forever, in Jesus' name. Amen.